Drew Dixon back with you for another Bible Thumb. If someone asked you the question, what does it mean to follow Jesus, what would you say? What comes to mind when you think about what it means to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus? Well, there's lots of things that I think come to most of our minds, right? Um, followers of Jesus go to church, we might think, or um, they say their prayers, or they read their Bibles, or... Um, they sometimes we mistakenly think that followers of Jesus vote for certain political parties or something, or have certain beliefs, political beliefs. Usually, we think they have my <laughs> my political beliefs. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? What primarily marks someone who follows Jesus? Well, that's what this passage is going to help us understand. And I think in a way, it's going to help us recenter those where they should be centered, that question to come back to what it really should mean to follow Jesus meaningfully in the world. Um, to truly follow after Jesus, here's what it looks like. Okay, So, um, Mark 12, starting in verse 28. One of the scribes approached. When he heard them debating and saw that Jesus answered them well, he asked them, which command is the most important of all? Jesus answered him, the most important is, listen, O Israel, and Jesus is quoting from Deuteronomy 6, listen, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other command greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you're right, teacher. You have correctly said, I like this because the scribe's like, Jesus, good job. <laughs> um, and then the scribe said to Jesus, "You are right, teacher. You have correctly said that he, uh, you have correctly said that he is one, and there is no one else except him. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is far more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices." And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely to this man, he said, "You are not far from the kingdom of God." And no one dared to question Jesus any longer. Um, so, yeah, here's what it looks like. Let's simplify it. Here's what it looks like to follow Jesus. Here's what it looks like to be near to the kingdom of God. Love your neighbor as yourself and love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, I think it was Martin Luther, or supposedly it was Martin Luther, who once said... Um, Love God and do whatever you want. And what he meant is, that's what Father Jesus do. If we love God, uh, if we truly love God, our priorities will be where they ought to be. And then we won't just do whatever we want because our desires will be rightly ordered. Our desires will be to do things that honor him. Our desires will be to do things that bless and support and lift up our neighbors. Um so yeah, uh, this is one of those passages that I think we've got to just keep coming back to again and again and again. You may have heard it before, but don't stop giving careful, deliberate, serious thought to what this looks like in practice. What does it look like to love God more than anything else in practice? Well, it means, like we learned last time, that it means that we have a certain relationship with the created world that we take care of it, that we value this world, that we value human beings, human bodies, that we that we want to see people filled uh, both physically with food and filled with a life that is full and good, that we would promote the flourishing of the people around us. 
So following Jesus, I think, commits us, when we really actually follow him, it commits us to a life of self-sacrifice. It commits us to a life of, of asking the question, how can I give more of myself to bless and serve others? How can I give more of myself not so that I can be and I can build my platform and I can get more followers and I can be more important, but so that I might make others feel valued and more important and lifted up and fed and cared for. Following Jesus is different than anyone else because he is establishing a kingdom that is different than any other human kingdom that has ever graced the planet. Now, there have been ideas in human history of kingdoms, right, that were really good and that promoted the flourishing of all people. Uh, Rome was one of those kingdoms. Rome thought of itself as this very um, progressive, egalitarian, those are big words, but like um, this very like good society that was making the world a better place. Like they literally believed if everyone became Roman, then the world would be this utopia almost. Um, that idea is alive and well in, in many worldviews today, I think. And the way people see the world, we, a lot of times we think if we could just get, just get something right, like healthcare or whatever it is in our culture, then we could be a much more like almost utopian type society. Um, America <laughs> is another one of those kingdoms. The United States of America is another one of those kingdoms that I think very much came with this idea. Um, there was this idea that like God is behind this American experiment and he's making it great. And it's this land of freedom that so much um, there's so much more opportunity and so much better than every other um, than every other kingdom before it, and it's going to be this place where everybody gets a leg up, right? And everybody can establish themselves, and everybody can have land and have a good and bright future. Um, that's a really good idea. There's a lot of things that are really, um, in some ways, it's a good idea. There's a lot of things that are really compelling about that. We know that it didn't really work out that way, don't we? We know that it didn't work that, out that way in Rome. We know it didn't work out that way in America. Um, there are so many people who don't have the same opportunity as other people <laughs> in this country. There's such a thing as privilege. There's such a thing as systemic um, injustice. Uh, these things, um, while we might have this really like great ideal in our minds, like a lot of times we don't stop and think about what is... And, and it's not necessarily always the ideals that are wrong, but it's our execution oftentimes of those ideals that really goes wrong because it becomes less about the ideal and becomes more about what? Me. I'm protecting my kind and my people and my legacy and my name and my reputation rather than becoming about, like, how can we share more? How can we give more? How can we point more people to Jesus? How can we um, lift up human bodies fill them, feed them, encourage them, and lead them, share with them so that we both take steps towards um, loving God more and living a fuller life in Him. But I just want you to see, like, we can't, you can't follow Jesus and be dismissive of your neighbor. You can't follow Jesus and see your neighbor as categorically one thing. This is a passage, I believe, that calls us to let go of some of our labels. So how do you tend to label people? Well, that person's a Democrat or Republican, or that person's conservative or liberal, or that person um, supports that candidate or whatever, so therefore they're completely this or that. They're 
they're a garbage person, a garbage human being, at the very foundation of what it means to follow Jesus. This is what Jesus says about his kingdom and how you, how you can become close to his kingdom, that you love your neighbor as yourself, that you would want your neighbor to be cared for and provided for and fed and have a full life just like you want that for yourself. Nobody wants a crummy life for themselves. So if you really want to follow Jesus, this is what it requires. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to be close to the kingdom of God. And I love this story too because look who it is that Jesus Jesus um, is talking to. A scribe, right? An expert in the law of God. And most of the time in the Gospels, particularly in Mark's Gospel, when Jesus has a run-in with a scribe or one of the scribes, the scribes are trying to prove him wrong and prove that Jesus is wrong or messed up or heretical or... Um, disregarding the law, right? They wanted, they had it out for Jesus. And he's often calling them out on their hypocrisy. Um, he's telling them they are missing the point of what it means to follow God. And I love this because this scribe um, comes up to ask Jesus. Maybe he's trying to stump him, I don't know. Um, but he leaves like with a greater understanding of what it means to follow Jesus and what it means to truly live for God in this world that God has placed us in. Um, there's so much hope for this guy, right? I, I want that to be said of me. You are not far from the kingdom of God. What does it look to be near to the kingdom of God? To what well, looks like embodying the kingdom's values. Self-sacrifice, service, seeing the needs of others and looking for ways we can use whatever gifts we've been given to meet them. It's not that complicated. Where are there needs around you, right? Who's hurting? And how can you give of yourself to help that person flourish? That's what it looks like to love God, right? Um, we put him first. We prioritize our relationship with him in everything that we do, the way we spend our time, our resources, but also the way that we invest and love and give of ourselves to the people around us for the glory of God and for the good of the world. It's good news, isn't it? Really good news. Thanks for your time. We'll see you again next week on our next Bible Dump.